Welcome in to episode 59 of Movies in 4K. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And this is our Thursday regularly scheduled episode where we have one stat to present you with, and we want to thank you graciously. We have received over 500 comments so far, Lady Phantom. Wow, that is so cool. (laughs) That is super impressive. Now, don't stop out there. Keep them coming on the guest book at BillShetty.com, but we're happy to receive so many. Yeah, it's always so cool to see all your comments, and they are really nice. (laughs) I mean, they are really cool comments. Very kind. All of you are amazing. Yes, and we appreciate every single one. We got a lot of repeat offenders, I'd like to say, too, that consistently comment. We really appreciate that. We know we're doing something right. Yes, and please keep them coming. All right, let's get into this week's episode here, Lady Phantom, with a fun fact. This was the first film directed by Jim Henson. From 1986, we're covering Labyrinth, rated PG. Runs for an hour and 41 minutes, listed in four genres, Lady Phantom. Adventure, family, fantasy, and musical. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Totally. This one, they finally nailed, huh? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because it hits each of those genres fully in the Absolutely. Yeah. Now, you mentioned this was directed by Jim Henson. He is the Muppets guy, correct? Yes, he did the Muppets and whew, so many other things with puppets so involved. So Kermit the Frog and them type characters? Yeah, yeah, they were created by him. Which was hugely popular here. Now, oh, was yeah. he in Mexico? Not my name, but the Muppets were. I mean, the, the Muppets were the thing, and also Sesame Street, which was called something else because, hey, Spanish. But, yeah, I mean, I heard of this guy when I was still pretty young. I am going to make some notations in this movie from some Sesame Street characters that I know, Lady Phantom, you were never pleased with. We had talked about this off-air a while ago, and you never really liked Sesame Street. I liked only a few things about it. Uh, when I, I remember being a very small kid and hearing that this is the number of the day and this is the letter of the day. And I was like, okay, moving on. Like, I was never that pleased with that. The but it was a learning tool for young kids, Lady Phil. Yes, but Free I already knew that. And kindergarten. I know, but I already knew that. So it was like, okay, fine. But I did like the count. I found him very funny, and I would say in Sesame Street, that was it, but I loved the Muppets. I always did. All right. Who stars in this film? David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly. That's the only two you're going to mention? Well, there's also Frank Oz, who does a a voice, and Brian Henson. He's also one of the main stars, we could say. I mean, he, he voices Hoggle, who is the 
third main character. All right. And what does that synopsis say? 16-year-old Sarah is given 13 hours to solve a labyrinth and rescue her baby brother, Toby, when her wish for him to be taken away is granted by the Goblin King, Jareth. Yes, and this is how this movie starts. I'm wondering if the Phantom and I are going to be battling because she hates things that I denote. (laughs) But this is a bratty teenage girl it opens with. She's displeased. She has to babysit once a week. She has a wicked stepmother in her mind, and she's all about herself. So I agree. That's what she is. Wow. I mean, and the thing is that that is not so different from a 16-year-old girl who has to babysit a baby brother. All right. The parents go away this evening, Mm -hmm. and the baby won't stop crying. Yep. So she really eludes emotions in this scene here and where you think she hates her brother she is fed up with him can't stop him from crying and she's also into fairy tales and books and, and theater and everything right yeah. all that stuff her and mother was an animals actress. and right uh-huh so she states these words she finally gets them right That she wants her brother taken away forever. By the goblins. And that's exactly what happens. Yep. (laughs) And now she backtracks and wants to save her brother. And she's whisked away. Well, she's not whisked away. (laughs) (laughs) But she goes out this window and enters this land, basically. Yes. The goblin land. Right. And while she's making this wish, the goblins, they're like, just say it, just say it. And she does say the words correctly. And she's taken to this scene here. And, oh my God. <laughs> wow. And you know what? I'm mad at Phantom because she criticized the Wizard of Oz so bad on some of the technicals from 80 years ago, and this is only 30-some years ago. Well, this looks worse than that did. It does not look worse. Phantom, you were laughing too. At some points in some scenes, yes, but and we will get to that. But in general, this has very good special effects. <laughs> okay, well, we'll talk about that. So she meets this David Bowie character who is the king of this land, goblin land. He's a real person. (laughs) He's not a creature like in all this movie. Played by David Bowie, who I really like. I like his songs. Mm -hmm. I grew up with David Bowie. I always thought he was a weird dude. Well, he (laughs) was. This really personifies his actual character in this movie. And I'm wondering if he got ridiculed by the rock crowd for doing this movie. I don't know. It's just so out of the norm for a rock star to do. Yeah, there were other people contemplated, like Sting and stuff like that. But I think it was Jim Henson's kids who finally convinced him to get David Bowie, who was at the time super huge because of the Let's Dance song. And he read the script. He liked that it was 
good and funny and for kids because he wanted to do something for kids. And he did it. And I think he did an amazing job. So Jareth tells her she's got 13 hours to get through this maze, this labyrinth, and get to the castle to save her, her brother, brother, her baby brother, which is an infant, months old in a crib. Yeah, not even you know, one under year Under a year, old. yes. Yeah. And he's crying and wailing a lot in this movie. So here you see that the king, Jareth, here, he tries to stop her along the way with trickery and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, what we can describe, I think, is pertinent to this movie, Lady Phantom, and we can go back and forth here because we covered the whole story right there. So we don't have to walk it through minute by minute. But she comes across four characters that help her out. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be a good thing to describe in this movie. The first one is Hoggle. He's like a leprechaun troll thing. Yes. <laughs> he wants his jewels. He has an Irish accent. Yeah, I, I think he is like a leprechaun thing, as you just said. He must have been played by a midget, a small person. Yeah. Do you know who? No, I just know that his voice was Brian Henson, but I don't know who actually played him. He is wearing this troll-like mask, but you can see his eyes, his reactions with Mm -hmm. things and the way he walks. Yeah. And to start, he doesn't want to help her. And he almost gets sucked into her because she takes off, she gets lost, and it just seems like they keep crossing paths. And she states to him that, they're friends and he's touched by this and even though the king is trying to get hoggle to deceive her and take her back to the start of this labyrinth he has trepidation yeah because he really likes her but then he don't want to be taken to this aisle of stench the swamp of eternal yes stench it's and they pulled that off good in this movie yeah. that, you know, you can't smell watching a movie. And when that's a really hard emotion to capture on film, but they did it very well when they do end up in this place like you buy. It's really putrid. Yeah, the sound. And even the sound effects. The sights, yes. And the way some of the Muppet creatures are reacting yeah. was very good. Okay, what character you want to take? Well, we have Sir Didymus, who is a Chinese crested dog, and he rides an English shepherd dog, I think it okay, is. Okay, I thought he was a fox. No, he's a Chinese crested, okay. funnily enough. I show you a picture and you will immediately see it. And uh, he is charged with not letting people pass through this eternal stench place without his permission. That's basically what he does. And his dog, his uh, steed, let's say, is a coward. <laughs> but he's not. He's very, Which looks very... just like Benji. Yes. And he is very brave. And then they go like, well, can I have your permission? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so then he's along <laughs> with the group. Yes. Now, I'll take Ludo, which was my favorite character. 
because this you're not going to probably know lady phantom reminded me of a sesame street character called snuffleupagus oh i've heard of it yeah this was a big elephant rhino type thing and the voice i would be shocked now i'm going back in the memory here in the 70s people out there but the voice of this ludo i would say is 90 percent the same as snuffleupagus like i would be shocked if it's not the same voice actor in this Mm -hmm. but ludo is this monster that's what they actually call him he's like a big sasquatch with fangs coming out of his mouth yeah if you have seen or read the where the wild things are it's one of those things like it looks like that and this thing was the best because he has a lot of facial reactions and he's like a droopy character like a dim-witted character like snuffleupagus was and he talks so slow and makes subtle notes in his face and especially when it comes to the stench and when he's getting more friends and when he's helping he actually has rocks that are friends that's like his only friends up to this point to all these characters yeah he can summon the rocks really heartfelt because he's actually being tortured when you first meet this character he's tied upside down to these wild looking muppet things that have little creatures on their sticks that are biting them it was really bizarre scene actually. yeah it reminds me of the never-ending story actually not the not the movie but if you some of you or one of you has read the book the when uh, atreyu finds the lock dragon he's actually being stung by a by a spider so it it kind of reminds me because it's a, a very good ally but the first time you meet him he is being tortured so yeah it, it reminds me of him a little well the girl saves her sarah played mm-hmm. by jennifer connelly and saves they him. become friends okay and the last character is the dog which is with sir the steed yeah yeah who is a terrible terrible coward and he always wants out he only comes back to the battle when when he's threatened with not being fed so (laughs) he just comes back and saves the day of course now i know this is probably a silly analogy lady phantom but the lion king came to my mind too for some reason yeah how just because a long nerd journey they get with friends Pumba too. And yeah. you know I, i'm not saying it's anything like it but like it's this buddy relationship they're yeah. on their own but yeah. then they meet up together yeah and i would say that is a very common thing in stories for children like you you normally have a hero who will be joined by friends who help him you know, i think in in stories by children is very rare if it ever happens at all where the hero can do it everything by himself which is a lesson in actually for kids it's like you cannot do anything on your own you need help you need friends friendship is important so i think it's a common thing okay sarah does come across some other little characters that help her out or maybe not or Or not deceive her there's like worms there's like door knockers there's all these 
things. The there's helping a, hands. There's the <laughs> there's a funny scene in here with talking trees. It actually made me laugh because their job is just to Aren't scare they somebody. They are rocks, I think, because they are inside like a cave or something. But I they mean, look like trees. Oh, though, well, it could be, but I there. think they're rocks. And they're just there to warn them. Yeah, like, go <laughs> There's back. some funny scenes in there. <laughs> the only other thing that we need to discuss with the story is there is this side plot where Jareth wants this girl. Well, she stated at the beginning, you know, when she is talking to to her brother, super annoyed with him, telling him that secretly the the Goblin King had fallen in love with the beautiful right. girl. And so there blah, is blah, blah. scenes that denote this. Yes, but I I don't think it's ever really on the face. But yeah, I mean, you get the idea that I mean, and he tells her like, just love me, and I will do everything. For you, you I will right, be your slave. But he does have a look <laughs> that was well, kind of <laughs> pervy in this movie. Yeah, today that I don't think that would I fly. I don't think it would fly. Whatsoever. Yeah, because I think she. I mean, I think Jennifer Connelly was sixteen at the time. I think. Yeah, she's my age exactly. Oh, okay. Okay, I want to talk about what age range do you think this is? I'll go first, Lady Phantom. I really feel this is made for really young kids, like super young, five to four to 10, something like that. Now, I know this holds a lot of nostalgia to Lady Phantom because she's seen this at the theater in her teenage years. Teenage? I was, what, 12? <laughs> that's hardly okay, a well, teenager. Okay, preteen. And I think that's the cutoff, really. I do think. It's a decent movie for a parent to watch with their young one. And it's funny because when the movie started, it came up PG and the Phantom goes, PG, why? Well, I think after this rewatch, she knows why. There's some scenes in here mm. where you might have to describe to a young kid. And there could be some horrifying scenes to a young kid in this yes that scene that you described where ludo is being attacked that is oh, very yeah. creepy that and there's a scene when the baby is in this troll kingdom where all these creatures around him and he is wailing his eyes out with this king there and I don't think they could even shoot a scene like that. There would be so many parents up in arm. You let a little baby there with all these monster goblin things around there. Like, there was no humans around there. It's all these yeah, little Yeah, it was only, only Jareth. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, of course, there were other humans, but not in the movie, right? And uh, also, I wanted to say that scene, the chili down scene with these things that take off their heads. Yes. That is also kind of creepy. And that was also the worst effects I've ever seen yes. in a movie. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I'm going that far. But they even back in the VHS days, that was bad. That is worse than I've ever seen, Lady Phantom. It and is, it's it only, is very bad. Um kind of ticked it lasted like five minutes this one scene yeah it could like have been. if it was 30 mm -hmm. seconds you'd overlook it but this 
set piece and design and how this was done with these creatures wow i just gotta deduct points for this one scene so much because it is terrible now you are in fantasy land here things don't have to look real and stuff but this was just out of the norm bad even for this movie no and even in the vhs days i remember watching it because this is another one that i've had in on the I think I had it on VHS, I don't remember, but DVD, Blu-ray, and now 4K. And ever since, I think, the movie theater, it looked bad. I mean, like it's like the green screen is almost slapping you on the face. Okay, so that's the story. Once you watch this movie, you know where it's going to go. She's got to get to the castle and save her brother, and then there's a showdown with the king. And then... We'll leave it there. All okay. right. Technicals, Lady Phantom. The, all the Muppets were good. Oh, I they were fantastic. They were good. I was actually trying to find strings. Oh, no, no. And I did not see a one. But I was actively looking when all these creatures were around. Because it was apparent in Sesame Street back in the day. You know, yeah. certain creatures... You know, you've seen them moving arms and stuff like yes. that. And especially when they're raising their hands and doing things. you always seen little strings. But here you don't, not even on the 4K. And all the reactions, all the puppetry work was done really well. All the faces, they are fantastic. And I mean, they are so expressive. And they are puppets. Yes, and there's a lot of goblins in this movie. Yes. I mean, there not are Not only the bunches. main characters, but... There are Goblins. bunches and bunches of them, and you see all of them and their reactions, their faces. They are fantastic. All right. Well, I got to get to the acting, Lady Phantom, and I know you're going to disagree. I like David Bowie. He did fine for this. He was, wasn't outstanding or anything to me. But this girl, Jennifer Connelly, which I've heard the name. I've probably seen her in movies in her current age 30s and 40s she was in alita battle angel she was the the wife of the father you know, well i forgot that movie already so. <laughs> oh never mind but i'm sure i've seen her she she actually hurt me in this film i don't think she was a good cast for this she was super annoying to me yeah but then again she was supposed to be i mean i cannot fault her for being annoying but her act i mean she I'm grew just up saying her acting at this time yes. in this movie what she, was not good absolutely like she grew up to be a very good actress and she is very good but in this movie i don't know maybe i think it was her first but i can't be sure of that but yeah no she she is not that great okay good you agree all the voice acting was great nothing out of place Hubble it all worked all the voices picked for each of the goblins and the creatures and even the worms and the doors and the trees <laughs> they all worked and they did some modulation especially with ludo and some of the other creatures and i think it worked in this yeah you gotta love a worm with a scottish accent <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah that was really fun it was good um let's go with like camera work because there's so much green screening going on in this film and fake sets that are so obviously not there yeah i mean you, it's obvious that m there are a lot of paintings a lot of mats a lot of little stuff that they just put in there 
the greens, I didn't think there was a lot of green screen, but the one that was there was just so obvious and it hurt. Even and, though it's a fantasy movie, it hurt. Yeah, because, I mean, that chili down scene, I mean, when you can see her face, like, you can actually see... Yeah, but see, get off of that scene, though. No, but it's important. It. Because, I mean, like, the, you see the contour of her hair, it kind of is there, but then it gets lost, and it's, like, trying to... Sub, it, they just didn't pull it off. Yeah, but I'm going more of the long shots, Lady Phantom, when they're showing the castle in the distance well, with that's the a bushes. Mat. Yeah, it was really bad. And when it first appeared on screen, I was like, wow. Now, I criticized this in Wizard of Oz back in uh, 39 or whatever year that was when they showed off in the distance. Uh This, they went to it a lot more than in Wizard of Oz. Yes. And that hurts because they didn't need to. I mean, they wanted to show you where she was in this maze at times. But I just don't think the camera work and the mats and the green screen work that well. Because when you're in this fantasy world, it doesn't have to look perfect. I'm not that critical on fantasy movies when things look out of place. But it was just done really poor, I thought, in a lot of scenes. Well... I I don't think it was that bad, really. I mean, it's to be expected. And talking about camera work, there are also these scenes that you can tell they filmed and they played in reverse. And it was really cool because I had never noticed until today when I was watching and I was like, hmm, this looks kind of funny. And it was that like you see rocks entering a house, but in reality, they probably let them out of the house. But what they are showing you is the opposite. And it looks very good. All right. Now, I think this is a part we're both going to agree on. They did great sound reproduction in this film. This is. I'm going to guess it was in stereo in the mid 80s. It could have been mono, but it felt full. And I would say 90% of it, you would think it was auditorily recent Mm -hmm. because they made it really full and it sounded really good in caves and mines and bushes. And when the songs played and they burst out into singing and stuff like that it felt modern yeah so that is impressive not only on the 4k end but as music at the time in the movie i think it was done really well at the time now can you speak to that at all well i seen this in the theater yes i did and i remember that i loved the music but then again i wasn't attuned to okay, is this good sound or not? But every time I have watched this movie in any format, it has sounded good. I mean, I have never, or I don't so remember don't ever saying, oh, I don't understand that. anything extra on this 4K release? Well, they probably did. I mean, it, it is an Atmos, and we're going to talk about that later. So I do think they must have done something about it because it does sound very full and very nice. Yes. Any other technicals you want to cover before we get our rating? Yeah, I just want to give a second to that scene, that last scene in that the stairs scene 
where she is finally in the castle and she sees Toby, but then Toby is up in a ladder and then a ladder. Yeah, that was a really neat scene. That was done so well. But can I go in the opposite? What wasn't done so well mm-hmm. is these orbs, these glass orbs. He's flipping yeah. around a lot. There's times where it looks just like a floating bubble. And then well, there's yeah. times it does have some depth and there's something showing in it. Yeah. But it was so inconsistently done. Yes. The thing is that like in some scenes, they have to show the the, the orb appearing in thin air. So, and that's where it shows like it's some kind of bubble. But then they show the real thing. And all the scenes where he is juggling, it's actually a person juggling them. Not David Bowie. It was a juggler behind him. But but And he couldn't see anything. It was done all blind. And everything was actually done, which, which was really Right. Cool. It's more of the floating scenes. The transformation yes. scenes from the bubble to something else was good. Yes. But it was the floating scene. Sometimes it had texture and depth. Other times, it just looked like somebody drew on the screen and they were floating. Like. Yeah, like it was some kind of soap bubble or something. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's, uh, yes. All right. Anything else? No, no, I would think that's all. Yeah. All right. Well, go on. Are you curious what I'm going to rate it? Go on. No, you go on because I'm sure you're coming in really <laughs> high. Well, this movie is not the first movie like fantasy that i watched ever that was clash of the titans 81 but it had a very deep impact in me i loved it from the start and i think it's a very i mean with its flaws because it is flawed but it's a very well-made movie and actually if you pay attention to sarah's bedroom at the beginning of the movie you see everything you're going to see later. You see all the characters. You see David Bowie. You see everything just in her room. So this just tells you that the whole thing was a product of her imagination and the things that she thought and everything. But at the same time, was it or was it not? So I, I thought it was really cool. And what can I say? Like, I was a 12-year-old girl watching this movie at the theater. I fell hopelessly in love with David Bowie. (laughs) Is this the film that got you into fantasy movies? No. Let's say it reinforced it. But no, because first it was Clash of the Titans, which was amazing. And I loved it. And then The NeverEnding Story, 1985, which I think that was the one that really did it for me. And then this one and The Dark Crystal. Also, The Dark Crystal, I was nine years old. All so, right. Rating, recommendation. Oh, my. This movie is great. It has its flaws. And I have stated them already. Those scenes with the funny green screen thing were not done well. The acting by Jennifer Connelly was not all that good, but oh well. But still, I think this movie is a 9 out of 10. And to me, it is a must-own forever. All right. couple things I didn't cover before my rating. I was surprised this wasn't a tearjerker. The ending montage, like, I felt lacked a little emotion. And I think they really missed the mark on something i can put my finger on it but it would be a spoiler so just in case you haven't seen this and are going to watch it i'm not going to say it 
but I think it could have elicited more emotion. And I think even at my age and especially younger kids here now (laughs) for my rating, this actually brought me back to my younger days, lady phantom, like surprisingly because of Sesame street and the Muppets, I grew up on that stuff and I didn't have trouble watching this film at all. It is super flawed. And it can be nitpicked to death. But I'm going to leave you with this. It's a fantasy film, so things don't have to look great, to be honest. Some things were just terribly done, and you can't help it. And this lead girl, Connolly, she was just annoying. And I think they could have got a more likable girl at that age. That's really all my faults, Lady Phantom. But as a movie encompassing a tale and to have a moral behind it, I really liked the conclusion, and I'll just say it briefly, is that in this teenage years where this girl is living, you don't need all these creatures and you don't need to live in this fantasy world. And I really appreciated that rounding effect of this story now something else happens after that but that goes to the funness factor but i'm going to give this movie a seven lady fan wow <laughs> i didn't i watched this again i really enjoyed david bowie like i said he wasn't incredible i liked the guy singing i enjoyed all these catchy tunes actually oh it has i mean this isn't music. let's dance or china girl or ziggy stardust some of his greatest songs but they were really catchy and fun and uplifting when he's a dark presence i thought it oxymoronic actually yeah but the music is fantastic also i i, I have... wouldn't go that far oh Let me i have I would. one day i think it's good <laughs> i'm giving it praise and she needs to keep chiming in so this is a seven i'm gonna say if you have kids rent this and watch it with them like if you're an adult i don't know how much you'd get out of it personally like you really got to be into these fantasy movies i personally enjoyed it so anyone who's got kids 13 and under get it rent it and watch it with them i think they'll really enjoy it so let's get to the good stuff All right, 34-year-old movie put on 4K, Lady Phantom. Go on and talk about the grain. For <laughs> I have to say, this movie is deeply inconsistent. The grain, talking about the grain, it's everywhere all the time. And it's very distracting from the very beginning. There are very few scenes where I didn't see it. And it was just because maybe they were in the middle of the labyrinth, but there were plants everywhere or stuff like that. But even in the close-ups, it was really, really present. Did you notice some out-of-focus shots again? Yes. this one? See, this is the problem going back when it's not super clear that they weren't in tight focus on people because it's a just a little bit wider of a shot. It throws faces out of focus and it's super noticeable in 4K. I know. And then I did notice a scene that was just, I was like, did they just forget to do this scene altogether? It's very quick. 
But it's not that it's out of focus. It's just blurry. The whole thing. It's just, a t uh, I don't know, maybe it lasts a second or two, but it's all blurry, all the, the, the screen. But then at the same time, this movie has very, very good and deep blacks, very light lights, like very good contrast, specular highlights, a lot of them. And it just but hurts. not modern day specular highlights. No, Phantom. it's more like like glitter. Yes. That they the rocks, put everywhere. Like when you're seeing the rocks down yes. in scenes, you've seen like the glass that's in it. Yes. You see, it's it's like it could be glitter, it could be glass in the rocks, it could be rain, who knows? But you do see it and it's very obvious. And it's really, it looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. You have a little fire here and there, and it also looks very good, except in that chili down scene, which they do have a fire, and it's like, please don't, you're hurting yourself. It looks horrible. But that's the, the movie's fault, not the 4K. So huh, I, I was kind of scared to do this and to review it because I was like, oh my God, I remember it was so grainy. And actually, it didn't look as bad as I remembered because there is so much contrast. But at the same time, it's so grainy. It's, it's yes, grainy is prevalent in most every scene. There was a couple scenes, Lady Phantom, where it looked really good, though. Yes. And it had to look head and shoulders above any other format. Now, you've seen this in the theater on tape you've probably seen it on vhs but you don't remember uh -huh. you definitely had it on dvd and blu-ray so how is the comparison thinking back phantom did you glean more out of this we know it highlighted grain way more and yeah. the fuzziness of it the not the crisp detail mm -hmm. so you're a perfect one to ask visually like you know, because this is not a mixed bag movie. There's way more faults than positives on yes. this disc just because yes. how it was produced and they didn't scrub anything in this disc. I know. And there's very little HDR, if any. There might have been some wide color gamut here and there. But I agree with Phantom. Some scenes looked really good and more modern. Yeah. But you're the perfect one, Phantom. Like, you know, where are you at here? Ah. <sighs> It's just that it's so hard because, as you say, some scenes, but they are in the minority, that's the problem, look so great. And they have so much contrast. And I was, like, looking to, for the blacks. And there are a lot of blacks that are beautiful. Like, Jared's uh, suit, at some point, is he's wearing something black. And it's super dark and deep and rich and everything. And then, like, for example, when they open the door of the oubliette and it's just suddenly light it looked so beautiful too but then the, the grain was there all the time and it just takes me off because i wish it hadn't uh, i i don't think it looks better let me just leave it at this and then we'll get in the sound you have it on several different formats yes. here Will you watch it in the 4K or would you just as happy be watching it on Blu-ray? I think Blu-ray would be the, the way to go. All I mean, right. I will watch it many times on 4K because that's what I have. 
And some scenes do look beautiful. But like if you have to choose, like should I upgrade? No, no, because it's going to highlight the flaws big time. All right. The sound, we both liked it. We both liked the score. But how was the dialogue track and the surrounds? Good. The, the sounds, the dialogue track was good. It's in Atmos. <laughs> it's very deep. Not needed. Probably not. But it, it's it's really good. Well, those scenes where Ludo is summoning the rocks, it like everything yeah. is like, yeah. it sounds really good. It does. And for this old of a movie, I think this was a step above yeah. what you would expect Yes, on a mid-80s movie, especially mm-hmm. this movie which couldn't have cost that much to make really for the time period so what is your stature on the sound compared to what you heard before it's actually great sound because i mean i remember always it sounding fine but it did sound deep and booming and beautiful the sa- the music is fantastic well i was totally wrong because i just looked up the budget 25 million which is quite a bit back then yeah, especially and this for the time. movie was a major flop <laughs> only made 13 million gross didn't even get back half i know and and it's but that's understandable to me maybe not the phantom but well yeah and it is a cult classic or maybe not even a cult. It's a classic. Like for people like me who like fantasy, this is the movie. You got to remember, David Bowie was one of them in-betweeners. He was like in between pop and rock. He wasn't a uh-huh. hard rocker, but he was poppy, but he had some rock songs. Mm-hmm. So people that liked him typically are going to be older teenagers and in their 20s. So they're not going to go watch this film this is a family film it is and david bowie would not have been a draw on this film at this time you know i don't i think my sister she's the one that took me my oldest sister and i think she was excited that he was in it but i can't tell you for sure now she was 20 years older than i and she did like david bowie but she loved fantasy movies and she's the one that took me so all right let's wrap this up with the special features on the discs okay we have the features on the blu-ray disc which are reordering time looking back at labyrinth the henson legacy remembering the goblin king labyrinth anniversary q a and more not very much And there's absolutely nothing on the 4K here, except I think a commentary track by someone. That's the only special Yeah, I think I saw something like that, yeah. If you want to listen to that. All right, this is the time, Lady Phantom. This is another pretty expensive disc because I don't think there was tons of these made. And I kind of agree with you. I don't think I'd ever heard of this movie before you, (laughs) before I met you. I remember seeing images of david bowie dressed in this movie but i never knew where it came from i always thought it was from a music video or something because he's always had I mean, weird it could get-ups. Have been. yes <laughs> he's yes. always had these and get-ups. he has an iconic look in this movie i i thought he looked super super yeah, I liked hot his eyes how they had his eyebrows shaven and like some sort of mascara or something around yeah him. makeup it gave him like a little sinister look yep all right phantom 
you're up. Grade and recommendation. Well, I love this movie. And this 4K, I really wish it was better because it's just not that good. And it has a lot, a lot of grain. Is it a Sony money grab? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I can see them, like, trying, but they nah. obviously didn't try too hard. The, the problem with this type movie, Phantom, it's like what happens in a lot of the cult horror movies is they know people that love this movie are going to buy it on any format that comes out. And I, that's who this movie's for. If you know what this movie is and it's your favorite, you're going to buy it no matter what. What collector's edition comes out, what 40th anniversary, what special box set. They know their market. And this isn't for people like me or people that don't know about this movie or something. Nobody's ever going to buy that unless you're a fan of this movie. I agree. Definitely. I, th I am giving this movie a D plus. Oh, me too. Wow. We've been right dead on each other last two three four yeah episodes. i know i mean i think it's i mean it's not worth of the upgrade i mean if you have the blu-ray and you are not a dead uh, fan i would like even me, say if you have the dvd you're fine with this movie. i, I mean go you're gonna far. get some more detail but you're also gonna get more blurriness and more grain so you're gonna sacrifice one way or the other i think you're fine with whatever you have now if you don't have this disc for some reason and you're a fan of it what do you say there if you don't have it at all and you want to get it i think it just might be okay for the sound because the sound i mean the sound is a musical the sound is basic in this movie and the sound is fantastic so so the extra 15 bucks over Blu-ray, I'm sure this DVD is probably $2 on eBay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, but I'm D-plus also. This is unworthy whichever way you want to cut it. I mean, just don't spend extra money on it because you're going to get more grain and you might get a little detail. You're going to get more fakiness, but the clarity is just not on this disc at all there's a couple scenes that stand out where it looked good but it's a couple Josh. yeah and it's not worth it because most of it you can tell it was shot old and they just didn't do anything to this movie it's a money grab yeah so everybody keeps talking about the the sony and how their transfers are so good yeah well like, they're not, not really. getting these movies they're talking about all the big budget movies that yeah. come out and you know, they're probably not doing much with them either. They were just shot on digital cameras. Yeah. All right. That wraps up episode 59. Labyrinth going back in the archives here. Lady Phantom, let the fans know where to go. Go, please, to BillShetty.com. Sign that guest book. Let us know what you think. And right there... You will find all the links to the places where you can get our podcast. So you don't really need to go to many places. Just BillShetty.com. That's oh, it. Oh, and remember, I'm on Twitter, LadyPhantom74. Thank you so much for listening to us. We will catch you on the next Movies in 4K. Movies in 4K.